0: Welcome to season three of Feng Shui, Your Day. This season is about blending Feng Shui with the real world. We'll learn here how to take steps to be that 1% better each day. And that 1% will ripple into your environment and continue to shift many other things on the planet. Optimistic? Well, you bet. Together we can make things change. I'm Katherine Wilking. Let's check in with our guest today on Feng Shui, Your Day okay good morning good afternoon or evening wherever you may be today welcome to feng shui your day I'm your host Catherine Wilking feng shui is an art a science and a lifestyle it's about energy the things you can see and the things that you can't see and this energy includes every action every person animal tree a blade of grass everything you buy and bring into your life and for some basic tips about increasing the energy or raising the vibe in your space, you can pick up a free guide if you'd like to learn more. 10 Ways to Raise the chi Energy in Any Space, and it's available on my website, katherinewilking.com. As a human being living in the 2020s, <laughs> our energies are in demand in many areas, and we need to be an expert in so many things. There's a lot of stress out there and a lot of unrest, you ever feel like you take two steps forwards and get pushed back three more? Goal setting is only one piece of the goal or action and it's making a decision. But it takes action and energy to complete the goal. It's another whole set of actions, reactions, and emotions. And all of these things together can either support you or sabotage your efforts. How do you know your limits if you don't test the line? And where's your snapping point? How do you figure all this stuff out? Well, our guest today is Jen Drummond. She's a mom of seven, a successful business owner and a world record holder. As the first woman to climb the second highest summits on each of the seven continents. Woo hoo, congratulations to Jen. She now spends her time inspiring others to create a thriving business and to leave a lasting legacy of their own. She shares her story with us today and shares strategies for success throughout her book, Seven Strategies to Build Resistance and Achieve Your Life Goals. It's called Break Proof. I'm going to welcome Jen. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Feng Shui, your day. I'm so excited to be here. So thank you for having me. Hi, Jen. You get big points in my book for raising seven children. I think you could write a whole book on that right right there. I could. A series, (laughs) I think. I love it. And you've climbed seven summits for your seven children. And I just love that. I put that together. I love, love, love that. Jen, let's just jump right in here. I understand you had a life-changing experience a few years ago. Uh, just, can you tell us a little bit more? Would you like to relive that for us Yeah, for, a for sure. So in 2018,
1: December, I was driving home and I, like my attention got caught on the side of the road, looking at the reservoir, thinking, man, I wonder if it's going to fill up. I wonder if we're going to get over statewide drought naturally, you know, all those kinds of thoughts. And then my attention gets brought back to the road, and I am coming up super fast on a semi truck that's going under the speed limit pulling a trailer. And so I go to look at my rearview mirror, and it's open to get into the other lane. So I go into the other lane, but I didn't make it. And so my passenger side hit the back trailer of the semi. And the minute I saw it hit, I remember asking, like, am I going to die? Like, please don't let me die. Like, please let me live. And I. I, 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 I kind of got the download that I was going to live. And so I knew that if I was going to go in this accident and not have injuries, I needed to roll with the car and not resist the energy of what was going on. Yeah. And so I, like some people, I think leave their bodies in car accidents. I'm one of the people that didn't. And so I remember telling myself, like, hold on to the steering wheel, keep your head on the headrest. Yes. And I was going end over end.
0: And I I was
1: like, okay, I'm going to roll one time. Then I rolled a second time. I'm like, yeah, I have enough momentum to go a third time. And after the third time, the momentum started to slow down. So I started doing sideways rolls and ended up in the median. And I like, remember sitting in the median thinking, okay, another car is going to get me. I have to just be prepared. Luckily that did not happen. A human started running towards the car. I'm like, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? And I could hear it. But I wasn't really registering it yet, right? I was still like it still sounded really far away, even though it was close. He pulled back the the windshield because it had all cracked, and he looks at me. He goes, "Are you okay? Is there anybody else in this accident?" And he said, "No." was like, he goes, "Are you okay?" And I looked at him, and based on know. his, spatial, <laughs> I know. I looked at him, and based on his facial expression, I'm like, I don't know. So I closed <laughs> my eyes, yeah, and I could feel my fingers and toes. And I Perfect. remember saying like, I can feel my fingers and toes. I can feel my fingers and toes. He's like, okay, you're going to be okay. He's like, I'm going to sit with you until the ambulance comes. So the ambulance came, they took me to the hospital and the hospital ran all the tests they do. And I was sent home a few hours later and I survived. God I survived. Dropping. Oh my I gosh. survived. Yeah, it was a big deal. I got a call from the police station a few weeks later, just asking for more details of the accident because they were trying to recreate it. And they couldn't create a scenario where I lived, let alone was able to walk. And so they're like, you, I mean, like, we have no idea how this happened. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Um, And that kind of accident was a line in the sand of, I don't get to choose when I die. Like, I don't, like I'm alive and there's no reason for it, but I do get to choose how I live Mm -hmm. and I need to make sure I'm making the most out of this life. And I'll be honest before the car accident, I was kind of going through the motions, Mm -hmm. right? I had a successful business that I'd hired myself out of a job. I was a stay at home mom with the children. They were younger and I was definitely needed. But then as they got older, there was less for me to do. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to wait till they get to college and then I'll figure out what to do with my life. And I think that accident happened for me Mm -hmm. to remind me like, no, we don't, we, life is a gift. You make the most of it every day. You don't wait for the perfect time. The perfect time is always
0: now. So you got tapped, basically. It's I got like... tapped. I got a little love nudge. A little love but, nudge. But it was your blind faith, basically. I'm going to just hold on and you know ride this out uh, rather than running into panic because many people do. They start to mm-hmm. skid on a piece of ice or something, overcorrect, overcorrect, and it, you know... Uh, uh, you know, you know what happens with that. Anyway, thank you for sharing that with me. And uh, I'm so glad that you didn't need multiple surgeries. I've helped people. So my clients have, have been in car accidents and just their their whole life changed very differently than wow, your life has changed here. So I'm really excited about this, but setting a goal, like to climb Mount Everest to start with, tell us a little bit about it. I read a little bit of your bio that said, one of your sons had said, mom, why don't you get off your butt and go climb a mountain? (laughs) Yeah. So what had
1: happened was, so like 2019 was a year of figuring out who I was again. Right. What do I want for dinner? What colors do I like? Who, what do I want to do with my life? And I was starting to make this very big bucket list. I'm pretty sure it's going to take me four lifetimes to do all the things. And on the bucket list was climb a mountain. And I was turning 40 in 2020. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to climb a mountain for my 40th birthday and launch this decade with this significant thing. And girl, yeah. Yeah. And um, I live in the mountains in Park City, Utah. So, you know, I was very familiar with mountain environments. And I asked friends that were into mountaineering, like if you could climb one mountain in the whole world, what mountain would you climb? And they said, Ama de Blom. I'm like, okay, Ama de Blom is the Paramount Pictures logo. It means the mother's necklace. It's located in the Himalayas. Like it's just this gorgeous mountain. I'm like, okay, that's perfect. Like it sounds great. So I'm training for- um, Sounds like a very very feminine feminine mountain.
0: Isn't that cool? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yes. So I'm training for Amadablam and COVID hits. And so now all of a sudden I'm a homeschool teacher. Mm -hmm. And one of my kids is struggling with his math homework. And I'm like, listen, buddy, we do hard things. Like you've got this, like we can do this. And in his frustration, he looks up at me and he goes, If we do hard things, why are you climbing a mountain called I'm a dumb blonde instead of a real mountain like Mount Everest? Oh, dear. I said, honey, it's called Ama de Blom, not I'm a dumb blonde. Okay, so let's start there. You finish your homework. We'll look at Everest. So he finished his homework. We looked at Everest. He went to bed. I was still thinking about Everest. I'm like, you know what? If Everest is the hardest mountain in the world to him, I'm going to climb it. And I'm going to let them know that whatever our Everest is, we're capable of climbing it. And so by the end of the week, I'd hire a coach to train me for Everest and Amidablam. And that coach gave me a book about becoming an uphill athlete because I'd always been an athlete, but I hadn't really been an uphill athlete, you know? Yeah. And so on the front of this book, there was a lady who wrote a foreword that got a Guinness world record for doing something in the Alps. Okay. And I just remember thinking, I could have done that. Like I can suffer. Are you kidding me? So my (laughs) coach is on the phone with me and I was kind of teasing. I'm like, Alan, that I could have done. And my kids would think I'm the coolest mom in the whole world because they learned how to read (laughs) and Guinness world record books. And right now this homeschooling thing, not a cool mom, like zero (laughs) cool. Like I'm not cool at all. And I'm like sick of not being the cool mom. And so Alan said, you know what? I'll think of something. I'm like, okay, fine. But just understand, I'm not growing pumpkins. I'm not speed eating (laughs) hot dogs, not growing crazy fingernails, like that kind of stuff. He's like, don't worry. I'll think of something. (laughs) So Alan came back to me a few weeks later and he's like, Jed, I have the perfect world record for you. I'm like, okay, like, tell me about it. He goes, I think you should become the first woman to climb the seven second summits. I'm like, what are you talking, like, what are the seven second summits? Like, I've never even heard of this. And he goes, well, they're the second highest point on each of the seven continents. They're harder than the first seven. They've only been done by one male. And you told me that you, like, and he goes, you think about it, seven continents, seven mountains, seven children. So it sounds like a jackpot. And you told me you wanted to make an impact with your life. And I think this would have a big impact. And so I thought about it. I looked at the mountains and like, I get to travel, I get to climb, I get to do this like women empowerment thing. So I'll be the first woman to do it. Like, this is cool.
0: And so I said, yes. Awesome. Well, it is only what, September of 23. So you climbed seven mountains within what, four years? Yes. I started in the fall of 20, like in the, like my first
1: climb was December of 2020. And then I just finished the pursuit in June of 2023. So June 1st. So it took me about two and a half years. uh, Two of the mountains I had to do twice because I didn't summit the first time. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, nine attempts, seven mountains, two and a half years. We're here. So how old are your kids right now? If you don't mind me asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my oldest right now is 16. Okay. And then my youngest are twin 10 year olds.
0: Okay. You got yes. your hands full and you're really uh, a cool mom. I don't know. They, kids you know? are hard. Kids <laughs> are hard to win over. I'm cool in moments, but not uh, all the time. I would think if you were homeschooling. You would feel like more of a policeman <laughs> just to keep control and set some rules and boundaries and um, yeah, that would be very, very difficult, but setting a goal like that would have certainly changed your day-to-day routine, right? You're not going to be homeschooling. You're to have to set aside time for training, a new diet to get fit and sourcing the equipment and, uh, a budget to climb these, uh, summits as well too. Did your trainer help you with all those things? Yeah. Um, so
1: what would happen is I believe family first, business second, athlete third, Okay. So I would give my coach the calendar every week and say, okay, this is what you get to work with. And whatever was left over, he could fill with athletic activities. And he always be like, Jen,
0: yeah,
1: you need to give me some more time here. I'm like, I, 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 there's just not a lot of time. There's only one me. And so a lot of times my training would look like bringing a 12 inch step to mm-hmm. a soccer game. And I would Mm -hmm. have a backpack full of water bottles and Mm -hmm. I'd be watching a soccer game and I'd be doing step-ups during that soccer game. Or anytime that I went to the store, I would always take stairs. I'd park the farthest away in the parking lot or just like little teeny tiny things that add up. Mm -hmm. Um, I owned a business that was in investment services. So I was very familiar with how to save money and I had money set aside to do something. So I was set there. And then from a health aspect, yeah, it takes a while to understand how your body metabolizes things at altitude and how many calories you need to eat yes. and what is the best way to go. In fact, I'm probably one of the few people that gained weight on some of these pursuits. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I was yeah. yeah, I wasn't really worried about losing weight. I was worried about being healthy and coming back alive. So yeah,
0: that was sure. my priority, and everything else came second. Awesome. Well, one of the threads on this show, Feng Shui Your Day, is to provide a segue between our guests product and services and Feng Shui. And you see uh the listeners here today, we've already mentioned personal energy, not just mental and emotion, but we need to be able to make these sound decisions each day. And feng shui also provides a way to take charge, which includes a balance of self-care, nutrition, exercise, and the mindset to do the job. Learning to set goals, taking the time to manifest your dreams, setting boundaries, it's all part of feng shui, and it's also common sense. So putting the time into figuring out what you want and what's going on to make you fulfilled in life are decisions you shouldn't skip over lightly. So Jen here, she took what, almost a year to get her goals in place, her training, her fitness, her time management. I've just, that's great. Just just amazing how you're able to do that so quickly. And I know being in charge of self takes away a multitude of stress. Right, mhm-, mm-hmm. Jen, I need to ask, tell me about the last ten steps up to the crest. Tell me what you're thinking and feeling when you got there.
1: Yeah, so you're there,
0: right? Like, yeah, I mean you're, you're there.
1: almost there. You get up to the top, you take in this really deep breath as much as you can. There's not a lot of oxygen. But if you like are listening, like you take in this deep breath, and in that moment, everything disappears. There's no time. There's no space. There's no form. I'm not separate from the sun or the mountain or the wind. You just become one with everything. And then you exhale. And these next inhales and exhales start to bring you back to reality and start to have separation occur. Start to have the sun's the sun, the mountain's the mountain, I'm me. And then you almost take your soul, you say, okay. I'm going to throw you out into this universe again. And on my next pursuit, I'm going to find you and connect with this feeling of awe and wherever that is, or however that looks, it's just, it's the pursuit that we get to become the individuals that we are. And the mountain expedition reminds you of that.
0: Mm, And it's really quiet up there. I do my own little thing here and I just go as far up as I can do into the atmosphere to find quiet sometimes. Well, why I asked this question, just a backstory here. My, hus- my husband and I thought we would climb va- volcanoes for our adventure focus a few years back. And we did a lot of sailing, but we thought we'd pursue these volcanoes while well, we were in different parts of the world. And the first one we, we consciously what to climb was in Saint Vincent in the Caribbean, and it was an easy one. We just docked the boat at the base of the mountain, and we took a bus to the other side and started climbing. So we didn't do a lot of preparation for that. It was raining a bit, and we took a rain jacket. It was so hot and humid, you know. Off went the rain jacket, and then off went the t-shirt, and then off, you know, stripped right down to the sports bra. And three hours later, hot dripping with sweat, we reached the top, and we didn't see a thing. It was all fogged in. And it's, yes. in fact, the guide told us where to stop moving forwards. There wasn't a rail or any caution tape or anybody selling hot chocolate or lemonade or anything. It was just the edge of the crater, which we could hardly see at all. And, you know, 10 minutes later, we turned around and went down the mountain. So our goal, of course, was very short lived because we did that couple times and not was able to see anything at the top of the volcanoes. And so we didn't get the results from our efforts, but um, it's a good goal to have. It's good to have a little focus and the why the why is it's there. Let's go. So I realized there's no perfect climb out there, Jen. And you said you had to do uh, things some of them twice, which is amazing. And what type of hazards with weather or gear did you have to deal with?
1: Oh, all of it. Like everything you can imagine over this pursuit, every single thing has happened. Um, When I went to climb in Russia, I had curated a whole bunch of gear that was perfect for the climb. I landed in Moscow and my bags didn't. And so they're like, "Okay, you can go home because the weather windows now or you can climb now with the rental store gear. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not spending another minute in an airport. So we'll go figure out what the rental store has. Mm-hmm, but you have to remember mm-hmm. when I went to Russia, it was right after COVID had yep. like allowed the doors to open. Yep. So nobody has inventory. You know, everybody got into outdoor activities
0: <laughs> during course, COVID. Of course.
1: And so I had to wear a jacket that I rolled up the sleeves. I had to like tie the backpack on so it wouldn't fall off my shoulders. I had boots too big. Like Everything. Aww. Luckily for me, like the universe allowed me to summit still, even though I looked like a little ragged muffin. <laughs> um, I had to like butt scoot down the mountain in sections because my toes hurt so bad from hitting the fronts of the boots that yeah. I needed to give them a yeah. break.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But
1: you know what? Sometimes it's not as pretty as you hope it is. It's no. not all those picture picture uh, perfect moments, but yeah. it's still like the journey was worth it. Yeah. Um, on the mountains, obviously, a lot of them have very deadly features. I was on a climb once where one of my teammates died in an avalanche. Uh, Another one lost their hands to frostbite. Another one broke his leg. So, I mean, it's real life expedition. Mm-hmm, out there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I was very woo-woo, I'd say. They'd always call me like woo-woo Jen because I would always connect to the mountain before we'd climb. I'd be like, yep, she wants girl, us to climb today girl. or no, she doesn't. And I would honor that. And so I turned around on some mountains because I didn't think (laughs) it was the right thing to do.
0: Use a crystal. That helps as well, too. But you talked yourself through the challenge and you got there. I I love that you embraced and talked to the mountains. I love that. I, I talk to trees out here before I take a branch off or clean them up or whatever. And it's really, really important. So do you have a morning ritual that helps you keep grounded and focused and motivated? You know, I'll say I I have more of a
1: nighttime routine okay. than a morning routine because I feel if I go to bed early enough and I'm rested, then the next day runs smooth. If I set an alarm and I didn't get enough sleep and then everything comes like everything's already started behind, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, I think it's really important to start the night before. Okay. I will run through my day the next day of what it's going to look like, what I'm doing, who I'm meeting with. I'll set out clothes, I'll have like everything ready so then when I Wake up the next day. It's almost like I had a dress rehearsal already.
0: Yes. And now I can just participate in what shows up. I love that. I just love hearing about how people get themselves together. And that's that's great because most people do have a morning routine. Um, and you know what? That might switch up again later down the road. But listeners out yeah. there, there's always something new to learn here. So if you can take any of these little pieces that we've talked about with Jen to add to your 1%, your 1% challenge to be that 1% better, this would be amazing. You've already figured out by now that Jen is focused on inspiring others to go beyond success to a life of significance. Reviewing here again, she's taken on the challenge to climb Mount Everest and then just keep going. In less than five years, she reached seven summits, one for each of her children. And she now spends her time inspiring others to create a thriving business, and leave a lasting legacy. Her book, Quit Proof, Seven Strategies to Build Resilience and Achieve Your Life Goals. Jen also runs her summit, Seek Your Summit podcast programs and signature talks. So learn more about how she elevates devoted and determined entrepreneurs to go beyond a life of success to a life of significance. Her website, jendrummond.com. Jen has two ends Again, jendrummond.com. She's an international speaker, an author, and a host of Seek Your Summit podcast. Jen, how do people get a hold of you? Yeah. So please go to the website. I will have all my
1: social media handles there. So depending on your platform of choice, reach out say hi i love connecting with people and sharing ideas and learning what everybody's up to it makes
0: me so happy it's that's great so we've got the link here amazon link to pre-order the book the book yes. helps people own who they are and make the most out of this life you'll get a little bit more about her background story and some life-breaking stuff again break proof seven strategies to build resilience and achieve your life goals jen what's your happy place your tools to restore peace when things go out of control.
1: Yeah. You know, I still go back to my car accident when everything was way out of control and I was scared. I close my Mm -hmm. eyes
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and wherever I am, I'll close my eyes and I'll wiggle my fingers and toes. And that helps me connect with my body and who I am and shut out the rest of the world or the noise that's going on and remind myself like, I'm okay. I can feel my fingers and toes. And that's been a very grounding exercise in every environment that oh, I'm in.
0: that's just wonderful. Again, Jen's website, www.jendrummond.com, climbs, challenges her podcast, Seek Your Summit, everything's there, go check it out. So I wish to thank you, Jen Drummond, for joining us on the show today, Feng Shui, your day. You've been so informative, giving us all hope and strategy to live happy, healthy lives and just take us to the summit. There you are listeners, if you're willing to try new things and get new results, you want to contact Jen Drummond to help create a plan for you, get moving on some of your life goals. I also wish to thank our listeners today. If you found this episode helpful, please feel free to share with a friend who can also benefit. I'm signing off for today. It's been an honor and my pleasure to share a little piece of today with you. I'm your host, Catherine Wilking. I'll see you next week.